the Underpowered Podcast, where our gaming potential may be sparse, but we continue to level up anyway. I'm Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today, we have Casey Cool, Yo, yo. Sean Poole. Hey. And special guest, journalist, author, and all-around great guy, Ben Bertoli. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> going well. Thanks for being with us today, Ben. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so it's it's been kind of a crazy week with the news and everything, but I've been gaming a little bit, and hopefully you guys have too. Yes. Well, I yeah. want to talk, and speaking with gaming, Ben, you are uh, author of a great book that I've actually had in my classroom. Your book, 101 Video Games to Play Before You Grow Up, the unofficial must-play video game list for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, what number game is the hardest to choose to write? Like, which one was the hardest to pick? 101, or how did, how did you come up with this list for your book? Okay, well, it's important to note that it's not a list in any kind of order true, of which true. book is best and which or, or I'm sorry, in, in the fact of like which game is best and which one is worst. But are you saying like just how did I start picking the games? Yes, because you do put them in um, genre order. So I knew it right. wasn't like a true like play this first, play this last. Mm-hmm. But you you I know you have personal preferences. Like your favorite game is Banjo Kazooie, right? Right. 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 So how did you choose the order? How did you choose the games? Um, I mean, when I uh, initially went to pitch the game to uh, Quarto Publishing, I kind of felt like I needed to already have a list of 101 games like already in the back of my mind. So I kind of just typed out, you know, a, a basic, uh, you know, uh, initial list. And then I went back and kind of tweaked it as I went because they wanted me to put like 101 actual video games instead of 101 video game series. I had to kind of mm-hmm. convince them that series was better because it would become outdated like way too quickly. If I was like, Hey, the best game you should play is Madden 2016. Right. And then the next year kids are like, what is this? So yeah, that was the first thing was basically I had to, you know, chunk it into series, which made it kind of harder because, you know, then I can't say, Oh, play Mario and super Mario world and Mario 64. Those are all like chunked into one, you know, uh, page. So yeah, it, it took a while, especially those last few. I think there was some kind of obscure picks that um, that I kind of snuck in there just because I had a few spots left open. And there's probably a couple of games that I didn't put in just because they're not like wi- widely accessible to kids, you know, these days. Kids these days. So <laughs> I know they just want to play their iPad and iPhone games. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what game didn't make the cut that you wish kind of did? What was the hardest one not to get into the book? Um, well, I mean, there was a couple games that kind of like towed the line as far as if they were appropriate for kids. Um, mm. I mean, I really love Overwatch and I've played it for a long time, but it, it just seemed kind of on the verge of like, you know, shooting people is not a good <laughs> not a good thing to promote unless you're like shooting ink or something else. Right. Um, as far as games that I or series that I love that I just couldn't, couldn't put in because they weren't really relevant anymore. I really like Snowboard Kids for the yes. uh, Nintendo 64. We, talk, we talked about this weeks ago. We were talking about like SSX Tricky and I was I mm-hmm. was talking about Snowboard Kids. I, that was a great game. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean I put SSX Tricky in there. I put SSX in there in in lieu of Snowboard Kids just because that that was kind of my whole like uh a sports genre that I went to when I was a kid it was like extreme, you know, like Tony Hawk yeah. or 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 Do normal you- sports games where like the ball caught fire, you know. Yes. You you got the Snowboard Kids outfit recently, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Fan, saw- Fan Gamer had some new merch, uh, a hat and a scarf, and I already had a long sleeve uh, t-shirt, so I just kind of put it all together. 
do you actually snowboard or is this no just not at all <laughs> not even not even a little <laughs> that's no. called cosplaying baby I, I i mean i feel like i would love to try snowboarding but i'm assu- i'm assuming i would be like fantastic at it because of all the video game time i've put in mm-hmm. that's as how long, that works yes as long as you have the the, the correct gear and everything mm-hmm. as well you know yeah, that's all it takes. right board yeah. and i hit the i hit like the speed boosts and the slopes just right <laughs> <laughs> yes grab all the power-ups in the air but you're mm-hmm. you're a gigantic person too aren't you i feel like gravity would maybe not do you well in the snowboarding situation yeah no i'm six seven so and i'm yeah. very skinny so it's not like i have a lot of weight to you know hold me down my center of gravity is very high up so yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's good or bad when it comes to snowboarding it, it might be good in some situations and bad in others but I would just say I, that a backflip is way easier than real life than it is an SSX game. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> on a snowboard or just like standing on the ground? You know, take your pick, oh, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. You are a man of many hats. You're a teacher, you're an educator like myself, but you're also mm-hmm. a well-profound writer. You do many game writing articles for Kotaku. And what was the first company you worked with? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean, if we're talking way back in the day, I think my first yeah. writing gig was a 3DSBuzz.com, Ooh. which was all 3DS news all the time. And uh, I did some like features for them. And I think I managed to get like one uh, article. It was like, if you get so many views, like we'll give you like a bonus, you know, amount of money. Oh, yeah. And I was like gunning for that hard. And eventually I, I managed uh, to, to get a lot of eyes on one article and got that bonus, which I think the editor at the time was like kind of angry about. I don't think he thought anyone got you <laughs> to it. So, yeah. And then kind of from there, I just uh, uh, started doing uh, some stuff over at Kotaku because they had a, a community blog where you could just post whatever. And occasionally they would pull stuff over to the main site. And uh, they, they right. kind of made me the the moderator of that. Um, and then wow. they started inviting me to do weekend coverage and uh, stuff like that. And the rest is uh, just a combination of like knowing people and being lucky. And I guess being a decent writer too is helpful. Right. That's like half that industry. Is Honestly, it is because I knew people at Kotaku and that was really the only place where i knew people and then some of them moved to polygon and then some of them moved to ign yeah and it's like well now i know people all over the place and it's you know nice was the goal to be because you're you teach and you're a good writer but you're a math and science teacher right like myself yeah and so did you go to college with the idea of i'm gonna want to write video games or is this something that was a hobby that turned into more or how did that go about um i mean I really excelled in writing in high school, but I never did anything with like school newspaper or anything like that. When I got into college, um, I mean, my my background is is elementary education. I can teach kindergarten through sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just kind of stumbled into the whole science and math thing because that was the position available at the school at the time when I applied. But um, in college, I kind of, uh, you know, I thought about maybe doing a minor in journalism or writing or something, but it just didn't really pan out. I didn't have a lot of uh, extra time because I was also on the track team. So no basketball, no. journalism or track. That's right. right. Well, that's where I met my wife too. So, oh, and oh, they were, and I was like, on an athletic scholarship. So I kind of, I had to, oh, no. I had to do that. <laughs> yeah. What, what event? Um, I was, uh, well, I came in as a, as a sprinter, like a 400 meter guy and a, and a jumper and they turned me into a hurdler. And I also, I kept doing like high jump and long jump and stuff. So uh, yeah. my great grandfather, he ran track at Oregon. Oh, nice. country at Oregon. Yeah. We're a big track. I, I did track my sophomore year of high school 
And yeah, he was he was uh he was in the Olympic team for a while. He did not qualify for the Olympics in like the 1940s. He just missed it barely, and then he got drafted to World War II. So uh, it didn't and we work all out know how that went. <laughs> USA, uh, USA, yes, back to back champs. Um, I know your Twitter tag is Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Is it? Are you a Nintendo diehard? Well, I mean, I grew up on only Nintendo systems. I would say, at least in my own household, I had friends who had Sega, and my grandma, shockingly, had a PlayStation. Um, Same. Yeah, it's the coolest grandma ever. <laughs> what? Why? All right. <laughs> uh, my, gran- my grandpa wanted to get a video game system, and he uh, wanted games. He He's big into, like, NASCAR and wrestling, even though uh, he's, like, so far away from the redneck uh, agenda there. <laughs> uh but those that was the system at the time was the playstation so yeah but yeah, yeah. no i grew up with um and my first system was a super nintendo and then we got the nintendo 64 and the gamecube and kind of just on up and i really didn't get into the other systems um until i was in college maybe maybe even a little after college is when i first picked up um a playstation and then only in the last so many months i got an xbox so uh, yeah definitely nintendo most of the things that i collect are nintendo i've got a very very large collection of retro games and consoles and stuff so right because you do a podcast on retro games and game history you you consider yourself a game historian right right yes and and that podcast is memory card which i enjoyed i listened the last episode i listened to was the gentleman who was uh keeping track of the soda 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 machines yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so our our third season of memory card is going to be coming up here um at the end of may i believe is when our first episode is going to premiere and then it'll kind of go throughout june and july do you want to tell our listeners what memory cards focus is what it's about yeah sure so basically it's uh it's about a half hour long podcast because we wanted to keep it kind of short and to the point um that i host with my friend um uh will who's better known as push dustin who is uh He's a translator and another journalist that kind of he lives over in Japan, which is kind of a hassle because we have to, you know, we have to either record late at night or early in the morning for one of us because otherwise the other person is very, very much asleep. (laughs) So, yeah, we just kind of we he came on a podcast that I had earlier that was called Challenger Approaching. That was about kind of the origins of Super Smash Brothers. And uh, we just got to talking. And then last summer I visited Japan and we uh, met up and kind of hung out uh, and kind of hit it off. And we decided, hey, let's make our own podcast here. And, uh, and and since then, we've done about 20 episodes about, you know, varying different aspects of video game history, ranging from, you know, Pokemon to Sega to Xbox and, you know, all the weird peripherals and consoles on- in between. Oh, yes. On the way, Sorry, uh, get that Ouya fan base. No, haven't <laughs> haven't hit the Ouya yet. No. I have a feeling I don't know if Ouya is is deserving of its own full uh, episode, but it, it might pop up in like a failed console. Right. You know, <laughs> um, you uh, you did one on Punch Out too, correct? Right, you, that's yeah. like your favorite one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah, because I really got into that one, and, and it's funny how how much information you think you know about a subject, and then you kind of delve into the development and all the things that got cut and. Uh, right. how well it did and you're like wow so much you know weird stuff punch out's one of my all-time favorite games so my dad worked for nintendo growing up and uh because we live in the pacific northwest and mm-hmm. so growing up i was the kid where like you know everyone's like oh your uncle his uncle works at my dad did work at nintendo and i did have inside information that was accurate <laughs> you're like eight years and- old dispensing like talking to journalists <laughs> yes. like hey you want to know what new uh nintendo 64 <laughs> game's coming out 
Well, right. Well, no, it was, you know, my dad worked there. Nintendo in like the 90s had a big layoff. My dad was a quality control engineer and manager, and he was part of the production team that uh, helped them move manufacturing to outside of the U.S. and was a big part of those layoffs, uh, which he doesn't like to brag about. But um, he he got to travel a lot and he had a lot of great insights of gaming. He also worked for EA Sports, too, for years. And uh, that moved to California. But Punch Out and I, him and I played Punch Out for hours as a kid. That was like the first video game I could play or I watched because he was a huge Mike Tyson fan. I found that podcast fascinating. What, what's something that you thought you knew about it that turned out to be completely missing? Or what blew your mind from that podcast? Um, I don't know if it necessarily blew my mind, but my favorite fact is that after Punch Out, Mike Tyson wanted to make another video game. But Nintendo was like, ah, like, no, like, we don't, you know. We, we've already paid you. We don't want to pay you again. And so he went to another publisher and was like, I want to make a punch. You know, I want to make another punch out game. I want to make a boxing game. And they were like, yeah, sure. Like, we'll do it. Like, you're Mike Tyson. That's fine. And so they started making this game where Mike Tyson was going to go, uh, you know, battle opponents in space. He was going to punch aliens. <laughs> and uh, punch, yeah, game. right. And uh, what basically what happened was Mike Tyson got arrested um, for Ooh. crimes of a sexual nature and got sent yeah. to jail. And the game developer was like, well, we can't put his face on this game anymore. <laughs> so they ch- changed it just enough, like changed the name a little bit and the character just slightly different. And they released it as Power Punch 2. But there's no Power Punch 1. <laughs> That's the yeah. thing, right? So you're like, oh man, Power Punch two, like I gotta collect the whole series. You've done it. That's it. That's that's all there is. So and I just love that fact. You think there's some obscure like Japanese version with a different right. game, and that's one kind of like Final Fantasy or something. Yeah, but no. no, no. It's not like uh, you know, it's uh, Mario sixty four where the number represents something else. They just were like, hey, Power Punch two. People will think that it's the sequel <laughs> to an already successful game. Uh. It's brilliant marketing if you really think about it, right? Yeah. You know, people are going to be looking. I always kind of hope and wish Nintendo, because Mike Tyson's been on a big resurgence in the last few years. Like, Mm -hmm. I think he's changed his image a lot. I would love for them to just or re-release it as Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I know it's Mr. Dream, and they changed it. It it is. We all know, if you played the game, it's Mike Tyson. That's who (laughs) should be the final boss. Like, that's the most fitting thing. So a big part of our podcast is we talk about our backlog because Shelby and I are busy dads and Sean is a streamer inside gaming news. Sean is a man among town and he has, I think over how many games do you have in your steam library? It's Sean? close to 900. 900. <laughs> yeah. And I have games that I've always wanted to play or beat. What games are games that have gotten away from you that you just want to get to or are meaning to get to currently? Oh man. Um. Well, I don't, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I don't even have a Steam library, but I do have, <laughs> I probably have like over 500 physical games in my house, just kind of chilling. Um, you know, one that kind of got away from me that I really started and really liked was uh, Nino Kuni 2 for the PlayStation oh, yeah. 4. Um, and I don't really remember why I fell off of that game, but every now and then I look at it and I think, mm, like, should I? Like, am I going to even remember what I was doing? <laughs> right. Am I going to remember the controls? And then another one that I, uh, you know, shamefully have to admit that I've never beaten, but I've gotten like to the middle of, if not maybe three fourths the way through, is Okami. I've never, oh. I've never gotten all the way to the end, and I've started, I've started that game, yeah, like yeah. maybe three or four times. I own it yeah. on the Wii, the Switch, and the PlayStation Four. <laughs> oh, and I that's one of those. Beaten it. 
so that's our thing. Like, I, Earthbound's that for me, and it's a game that I've always started, and I get to a point, and then something comes, like life comes up, like you said, mm-hmm. right? Or you don't know why. Yeah. Uh, dad mode should be a mode in gaming where you haven't played this game in four months. Here's an hour to remember the controls, <laughs> and here's thirty minutes of the story. Yeah. Some but, of them kind of do that now. I feel like yes. the Pokemon games maybe are like, here's what just happened. Like, don't right. you remember? Like, yeah, oh yeah, totally. Like, read the journal that kind of thing yes mm-hmm. or like the TV shows um, that have recaps at the beginning when you haven't yeah. watched it long like oh that's nice thank you i think the new the new re-release of zelda link's awakening does that yes it does when it reminds you if you haven't yeah. played in dragon quest 11 every time you load it up it tells you last time you know like this <laughs> is what dragon was the ball big... z <laughs> <laughs> it's a curatorioma you know i'm it's basically that yes mm-hmm. um but that's something we do. I, I, so Nino Cooney is one that got away. In your retro collection, what's the most prized possession you got in uh, there for you? Dude, boy, I have Earthbound. Um, it's not like in box or anything like that. Um, most prized? I don't know. That's a good question. I have this really weird game that I wrote about that's called Sub uh, Submission. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, it was programmed so that if you lose, the game literally like self destructs, like it what? destroys itself. Not like in, awesome. not in an explosion kind of yeah. way, but like it corrupts its own code, so you can't play it anymore. So wow. it's like literally, it's like the stakes have never been higher. Like if you lose, like the game, like it's over. <laughs> so I I was writing about it, and I found it on eBay, like in like like still wrapped, and so I bought it for like a, a you know it wasn't too expensive i opened it because i wanted to take pictures of the uh the various like parts uh you know the the manual and stuff and it came Mm -hmm. with a um a cassette tape that you were supposed to play while you played the game on the computer that had like audio that was like telling you about this world and like how the stakes were so high so that's (laughs) That's uh yeah that's good. Could you imagine being a kid or whatever, trying to convince your parents, I want to buy this game, but <laughs> I can only, you only, if you lose once, or could you imagine being a parent and your kid wants to play yeah. it? Yeah. You're looking at them like, if that game's a dollar, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because you could, like, there was, like, instructions on the inside that if you lost, like, I think you had two two times you could lose and the game would destroy itself. And if it happened, if you were, like, legitimately upset, you could, like, write them a letter and explain why <laughs> like why you deserve to have another copy wow. and they would send you one i'm sure it was pretty like you know low-key if you did it at all they would probably send you a new one but i wonder how many children were just ruined with anxiety over this game. <laughs> I, I don't think right. it sold very well which is why i, doubt it. I was yeah. so excited to like find out it existed and like i was able to contact the creator and and talk to him about it so yeah that's awesome i know kojima's talked about doing that for years like that's something he wanted to do i could that sounds like a kojima move Mm -hmm. yeah he definitely would he would do it with the death stranding i bet if you let him what else do you have in the works too ben do you have any other future writings coming up yeah i um i'm working on a really big piece that i don't think i'm allowed to officially discuss uh where it's going but i will say that for the first time in my life it is uh it's for a magazine which is cool because as a, a kid, I read, one? yeah, physical magazine. As, <laughs> as a kid, I always really wanted to write for Nintendo Power. Yeah. And that kind of uh, that dream kind of died. Nintendo Power yeah. was stopped being put into publication. So working on that, that's, uh, I mean, it, it might end up being the longest thing I've ever written outside of the book. Um, so, mm. and then I'm also writing a script for a new uh, history uh, video essay for Crunchyroll. 
Cool, uh, cool. Anime streaming, uh, streaming service. The anime streaming <laughs> service. Um, We're familiar. Yeah, I, I wrote a few uh, scripts for them in the past about six months. They contacted me last summer. Um, and so I reached out to them a couple weeks ago and said, hey, I got a lot of extra time. And I've been thinking about the history of this specific anime. You know, would you be interested? And they were like, yeah, write it up. So not sure. Right. I'm not sure when that'll actually be put into production, when it will go live. But I'm hoping, you know, sometime within the summer. That's cool. Well, that is awesome. Let us know when it does. We would love to help promote that in any way. Yeah. And that I'm a huge anime fan. And that kind of leads into our show a bit more. The premise of the show, like I said, is us about our backlog. And Shelby and I, I initiated this idea with Shelby that, hey, come up with 15 games that you want to play. Because Shelby's backlog was a manifesto. <laughs> uh, like every... I still have it. I know. How many pages is it? Um, it's definitely five pages. Okay. And it's like every top 10 game since 2000 what? That's right. <laughs> Got to play them all. That FOMO is real in my world. Yeah. And I said, well, okay, give me 15 games that you physically own that you won't, you want to play or get done. And each month we're going to have a little contest and we can talk about games and new games that we're playing to on this podcast. So it's got to so, be a game that you already own. It can't just be like an awesome game you've never played. Something that you've owned or you had on your backlog that's older that you wanted to play for years or never finished or got mm. to. Kind of like how Nino Cooney got away from you. Right. The big one for me that's haunted me for 24 years was Ocarina of Time. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And Shelby and I had the contest and this is the end of the first month. And Shelby, how many games did you beat? I beat two games this month. And you beat Ori in the Blind Forest, which was Ori. a newer game. Yep, yep. And also Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which came out last year. And you got really close to Forza Horizon. That We had a lot of debate about how many hours he had to put in because there's no true ending. Right, there's no credits. I was so disappointed when I, when I learned that. It's like beating Animal Crossing. Like, oh, beat it. You get credits, though, when uh, K.K. Slider comes in. That's uh, the end all of the right, game. fair enough. How yeah, many, how many... beat World of Warcraft. I was yes, going to say, how yeah. many races in Forza do you have to beat before K.K. Slider shows up? I feel like it's a lot. <laughs> I'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> he he does a cool techno number right here. Yeah, yeah. So I had been sandbagging it because I was behind, and I believe I beat you, Shelby, according yeah, to I Internet Today. Like in the last 24 hours, you just dropped the hammer, which was real cool. Real, real cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say you were sandbagging, but I feel blown away right now. I, I definitely right? was. Actually, I wouldn't call it sandbagging. I'd call it keeping my cards close to my chest. Yeah, what was your tactic, Casey? My tactic? I know, I know what your tactic was. Let's hear. Let's hear your take. Go ahead. What was my take? <laughs> my take was you got a, a bunch of games within, you know, like an hour of being finished, so that <laughs> then you just put, then you move on to the next, and then you push them all at the last minute. Mm -hmm. Much like my college Which, and high school career, I just waited till the last minute <laughs> to do any work. So strategic uh, procrastination. Yes. Yes. Need that fire. <laughs> well, the game. So I beat Ocarina of Time, and that one was really. I enjoyed it. Great game. I can see why people liked it. It moved up to number three on my Zelda list. I did not saving or whatever, or what <sighs> happened? There was some drama. I didn't save after when I got to the spirit temple and then I got all the way to Ganon and my battery died on my 3DS, which is not right. like me. And then I was kind of turned off by it. And so I had to redo everything from the spirit temple on. Oof. And then yeah. the next game I beat, I was trying to do Cuphead. And then I found out you can only get that on regular. And I did most of the levels on simple. <laughs> <Right>. I, <did. laughs> I had to abandon that project. The next one I beat was Dragon Quest XI. And I had been working on that game since October. And I got, I was, last episode I talked about there's a, there's two moves you can do in the game if you set everybody up that levels them up off the metal slimes. Where you can get like a million experience. So I got everyone to level 99, and then I watched a video about how to beat the final boss in two turns. 
and Which, I beat the final boss in five turns. Is is it allowed to start a say. game before the challenge was yeah. started? I feel like that's not fair. That's uh, like, can we, you load up an mm. old save from one of these games and start off from there, or do you have to start fresh? Uh, when I started that game with him a month ago, I'll tell you, I only had 60 hours into it, and now I'm at 120. Yeah, so you had 60 hours already down. <laughs> okay. I, feel like that's, I feel like that's a little... Well, my backlog list definitely has a lot of half-completed games, right. so I can't really blow the whistle on them. I know that's what I'm like. So we have to establish because we didn't have that rule set up before. I think, it's yeah, that's a good idea. That we're, <laughs> does ben, it have you to think? be something new, or can it be something? Uh, new? I, I think in this case, it's okay if you've already completed it. Maybe, maybe there should be some kind of a. Uh, like you have to be in the first half of the game or something like that. Yeah. Although then you'd have to figure out, you know, what necessarily constitutes <laughs> first how half. far you uh-huh. in. Yeah. Maybe moving forward, we have to start with a new file, depending. Maybe or we'll we'll see. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's be signed. <laughs> so I'm like 20 hours into Divinity: Original Sin, and okay. I know there's a long way to go. <laughs> like, I have to restart. Oh no! Yes. So the third game I beat. And I got to do that with my son, but he was slowing me down. Uh, let's Pokemon, <laughs> let's go Pikachu. So what I did when he went to sleep, because all his thing was he wanted to ride Charizard, because you can ride the nice. Pokemon, interact with you. Yeah, and he thinks that's the coolest. He wants to like, okay, I can ride Gyarados. Have he wants r- to ride every have Pokemon. You rid, uh, have you ridden Have you ridden Snorlax? That's the best yes. one. That's yes. like, favorite, like right? Totoro. He, yes. He yes he he is he ran us through Victory Road. We ran Snorlax, so you right. hold on to Snorlax like uh, he's hug, you're hugging him, and he just bounces you everywhere. Snorlax is great. He he was asking me how Machamp carries us, and I go, well, it's kind of like he rocks you like a little baby, you know. <laughs> so I beat that, and how I played Pokemon so many times, and my son's name is Asher because my wife loves that name, and. I saw it as opportunity to have a Pokemon reference for my son's name. <laughs> and I went with it because I'm a huge Pokemon fan. But so what I did was I turned off all the animations. I turned, I basically looked at like what speedrunners do in a half sense. And because <laughs> I played the game so many times, I just powered up certain Pokemon. And then Asher really wanted Alone Sandshrew in the game. Mm-hmm. And you can, what's great about Pokemon Let's Go is you can, the interacting with Pokemon Go on your phone. And I had like yeah. a perfect stat. Sans, alone sand slash and i gave it to asher i was like here it's yours you can use it and it turned out to be the mvp of the team because of its move pool and because it was already perfect I... stacks and so he got to beat the elite four we did that this morning oh, wow wow Were right you up all night wire, i imagine you're up all night you're like gotta get to, no gotta i tried to, to. <laughs> I, I tried to but my wife wanted me to go to bed and then my cat he wakes me up at like 4 30 every day to go out so i used that time i just stayed up and punched in some hours and asher got up at seven he's like Oh, where are you at, Dad? I'm like, get on the controller because it makes it easier to people. Right. Because yeah. then yeah. it's you can have two on one battles, so we just work through the Elite Four. Yeah. And he was just Mega Charizard X. All he cared about was Mega Charizard X or Mega Venusaur, <laughs> and riding his cool Pokemon. He wants to ride all the Pokemon. I'm pretty sure you have to catch all 150 if you want to say you beat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I like how there's a meta game here where you're trying to lead your son down the path. That's the most efficient way to beat the game. Like that is more entertaining for me than anything. Well, no, I turned the animations on for the Elite Four. All right. I turned them back on. I was just going for if i wanted to go real meta i would have made all my pokemon one letter names right because i didn't want to save time on the text but... oh my gosh you really thought this through wow. yeah. Yeah. Like japanese version or whatever mm-hmm. speedrunners usually do yes yes <laughs> so i beat that this morning and then felt really good about myself and i was dropped that on twitter on shelby i go hey you should he was saying like i'm gonna go get ready for our interview today and I'm like oh okay you should hey maybe check twitter <laughs> that was my favorite part i had that like in my mind for like 
motivating me this last week, like just not telling Shelby and then him waking up and being like, oh, damn it. You know? so, <laughs> yeah, I totally saw you coming because you texted me last week. and You're like, oh, it looks like I'm behind. Yeah, going to win. I'm like, oh, dude, he's about to stack me. I can feel it. <laughs> Other shoes about to drop any day now. So with the competition, what is – what does – since Casey has four games beaten, what does Three. he – so do you only have three? Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's still more than him. Yeah, it's still more. So what does that mean for this month? Because if you're doing monthly challenges as well, the overall challenge. Right. So the monthly challenge this month, we got to pick the person. Well, each month, the winner gets to pick the next game the person has to beat. Oh, shoot. So have you given this any thought? I, can I, uh, can, you know, I really want to be, you know, something like easy, like Journey. Can I, can I play Journey for my next game? Well, I know you said you were most scared of Divinity, so... I'm not picking that. I'm going to be nice. Um, but I did think about it. And on your list, I was trying to think about what's on your list again. You have Red Dead, God of War, Journey, Oberdin, Divinity. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Uh, I, I'll just go down the list. God of War, yep. Infamous Second Son, Last of Us, Forza Horizon 4, Kingdom Hearts, Life is Strange 2, Return of the Oberdin, Divinity Original Sin, Outer Worlds, Uncharted, A Plague's Tale, and Red Dead 2. And Kingdom Hearts 3, right? Kingdom Hearts 3 as well, yes. Which you've been working on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so Sean, think about it beforehand. Sean, oh, no, I thought about this. How I was going to, you know, I wish I had a little brother because I would have just tortured him as a kid. I can tell. Um, I can tell. I'm uh, fulfilling uh, your fantasy here. This is awesome. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, ben, which one would you pick? Which one would I pick? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've played any of those games. Uh, God of War? That's where I was thinking God of War over Den. And the other thing about this is the person that gets the 15 first, if I beat Shelby in this overall competition, Shelby has to get a costume of some sort. I think we're hoping Waluigi and stand somewhere. <laughs> and I think we should raise the stakes instead of a busy street. I think you sh- one of us should have to go to, because we live in Washington. Mm-hmm. We go to Nintendo of America's parking lot in Redmond. <laughs> And you have to wear the costume and say, I suck at video games poster for an hour at Redmond. <laughs> I'm willing to do that if I lose. Yeah, we, we might need to uh, work on the wording of the sign being on Nintendo's campus. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you do not want to be escorted off by any means. But Right, right. Uh, I'm game for a costume and a sign. Okay. So how far are you in God of War? Uh, I have not even started it. We're going to go God of War. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first one? Yes. That he has no, to no, be... no. This is the remake. I was going to say. Is, yeah. Uh, I guess this is the, what, 2018 the, remake, I think? Yeah, the one where he's a Viking, basically, where right? He fights the Viking gods. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. like Celtic or something. Celtic, yes. That would be more accurate. Yeah. More, yeah. Good choice. Celtic. Like, I'm very excited to play that game. That has been yeah, one of the games fun. that I was, like, trying to, okay, I'll slog through a couple and then get to God of War because I know I'm really going to enjoy it. So I can move it up the list. Yeah. Okay. Game. <laughs> Let's go. Good. It was going to be that or Oberdin. I was like, maybe I'll give him like an easy one. And I was like, oh, I really want to hear about God of War. I would have been cruel and gone Red Dead too. I was thinking that too. It's good, but it's long. I know it's like 100 hours. It is. I think. It is. And I, I mean, I can get into my thoughts later, but that game is so slow. Like the first couple of hours of that game, I'm just like, when are we going to get to the good stuff? It's a, it's a slow burn for sure. So the other part of the challenge was this month, we also get to pick something the other has to watch. And we're going to do a podcast separate from this a different episode where we talk about that show it's a watching challenge that we decided and so shelby 
was going to maybe, what were you thinking you were going to make me watch? I wanted to know what you had in your back pocket for me. You know, you know, I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan. So I was thinking, cause I knew you were thinking of right. a series. So I was thinking like daredevil. Cause I think daredevil is a little bit underrated in your mind. So I love daredevil three seasons, you know, you'd be able to take it. <laughs> I would love that. I would have loved that. Cause I remember going to daredevil in theaters with Ben Affleck and oh, I enjoyed no. that movie. Uh-oh. Oh no. Oh man. Uh, no, then you're going to, then you're going to hate this series. Wasn't Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell was the bullseye or whatever. Yes. Or uh, yeah. And didn't he have like the scar that looked like a he bullseye did. on his forehead? <laughs> the show that I'm going to pick for you is going to be an anime. And I Uh-oh. was going back nice. through this because <laughs> we knew yes. that. Too. Well, here's the thing. My wife, I'm getting punished either way. I'm a Star Wars hater. I'm and not a hater. I should say that. I don't care for Star Wars. That's okay. I'm my on that wife, team too. Oh, good. See, Ben, you're a good man. I love you. <laughs> so my wife asked me, she goes, can we watch all the original Star Wars together and then The Mandalorian? Because she doesn't remember them all. She goes, I'll make a deal. You can pick anything we watch. And I go, anything? And then she's like, yeah. And then I was like, she's like, oh, no. no. And so I was thinking of One Piece, but I don't. she's like, I'm not doing 900 episodes of a show. <laughs> no. That's like a year later. You're like, all right. Cowboy Bebop. I, I was thinking Cowboy Bebop, but I'm gonna I'm she's gonna watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood with me. Okay, that's pretty good too. Wait, are we talking about your wife right now still yeah. or Shelby? Shelby's gonna watch something <laughs> different. Because my wife asked for something not too hyper violent, because apparently she has a weak constitution. I don't know. Um I don't know if and, going to you, me and your you, me and my wife are gonna watch this show together. Together. <laughs> no, I've watched Full Metal Alchemist multiple times. It's one of my all-time favorites. I also picked it for the significance of the creator of that anime manga is a woman, which is it's a male-dominated field. And I, I figured that'd be another buy-in for my wife. She was like, oh, as soon as I said that, she was very interested. Ooh, she's going to see the kid dog episode. Oh, no. She's going to be out. Yes. <laughs> so I decided the one that my wife didn't want to watch is the one I'm going to make Shelby watch because it's, <laughs> Wait, I love it. What? <laughs> yeah. And it's called Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Yes. It has a... Uh, I can't think of its Japanese name. Ben, can you help me out on that one? Do you know uh, it? Uh, no, I, 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 I am terrible at pronouncing Japanese things, ironically. Yes. Um, but no, I have seen all of Demon Slayer so far. So. And it's Kimetsu no Yaiba, I think that's it. Yes, that's a Japanese <laughs> name. I really enjoy it. There's only 25 episodes, so I'm hoping that you'll like it enough, Shelby, that you'll stay into it. Because the, mo- the next arc is coming out as a movie called, uh, called The Infinity Train. And I'm I just I couldn't wait for it anymore, so I've started reading the manga. I'm on chapter like Infinity Train now. is also a great show that you should watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm big. I, I watch that. It's good. Is it like Snowpiercer? Mm, uh, <laughs> kind of. I imagine <laughs> a little bit, but not for kids. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, sure. It's got a really cute corgi in it. I know that much. That is what you're gonna watch this month. But we need to come up now. For next month, and this is going to be our Twitter poll this week, another type of challenge for the month. Nice. So, Shelby, do you have any ideas of what should be the consequence or punishment or reward for losing this month, the next month? Good question. You know, I haven't really given a lot of thought. How do you you win this challenge? There are no winners. (laughs) So, how we win the challenge is it goes, so it's a new month. So now Shelby has to beat more games than I do again. So each month we're going to see. Oh, I got you. So now we're resetting the board. So we're starting the game over again for this month. Ah, I got you. And we need a new consequence, though, as we do that. So. We're gonna so put I mean, up a reward vote. for the winner. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> I, I think we send out the poll for sure. I think we keep the choose the next game for the, for yes. the, yeah. the whoever beats more games to choose the next game for the second place person. 
Mm-hmm. Can you can you tell I grew up in the participation era? The second place person. Yes. You mean the first loser? Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> the first loser. And then I don't. Maybe we should do like an extended stream. I know that we haven't done a ton of streaming, so okay. that might be a endurance challenge we're putting up. Stream challenge, okay. A stream challenge. I was thinking of a physical challenge of some sort, <laughs> like push-ups. Maybe like doing like a couple hundred push-ups every day for a month. A couple hundred. <laughs> yeah, easy. Not at once. You could spread it out. So if we said you have to do three hundred push-ups a day for a month, and you did them in sets of ten, I still feel like that's a lot. I Dude, my would, arms I hurt would just cheat. talking about this. I would cheat. Okay, push-up <laughs> challenge. Gonna do that one for sure now. Oh, um, okay, so can I do it like from my knees? Can I do like the modified? Push-up? If you want to get made fun of on the internet by me, go for it. <laughs> Worst things have happened, Casey. I'm a big boy. I can take it. Okay. Okay, I was going to make it like a, maybe a long distance running challenge, but um, I don't want you to have hard to I, I would um, do one where you <laughs> have to you have to paint a portrait of the other person. Ooh, there's Sean Vogt. <laughs> I like a that. Portrait. Ben, you can give us our fourth one. Any other idea? As far as what the what you have the loser will have to do. Have to do. Um, I was thinking something like food related. Okay. But I'm not sure what, you know, like eat a whole bag of spicy Cheetos or something. But uh, who, who, drink I don't, a bottle of hot sauce, yeah, something like well, that. Maybe not to that extent, but yeah. <laughs> How about eat, some eat a of the raw potato cascade jalapeno <laughs> chips? Uh, I like to eat a raw potato better myself. That would be <laughs> that would suck. Unpeeled. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That is a pretty okay. good one. I think right, that so, goes on the poll for sure. Okay, so our poll choices will be a stream challenge. Me streaming for like a long time. You're gonna put some type of stream. I know which game I would stream, so I got that in mind. A push-up challenge where you have to do a certain number of push-ups every day for a month paint a portrait which i do like sean uh of the, the so it's paint a portrait of the winner right the loser paints a portrait of the winner yes yeah okay. and then ben's contribution which like loser has to eat a raw potato <laughs> you have to paint a por- you have to paint a portrait of the person on a raw potato and then you have to eat it <laughs> <laughs> while doing push-ups yeah and make a mr potato head and then eat it of <laughs> yeah. the other person Perfect. Ben, I was hoping you could start us off with the news today. You posted something earlier this week on your Twitter about yeah. Earthbound. Can you fill so, us in on that? So um, the creator of Earthbound, whose name is uh, Shigi... Oh, God, I always, I always get it wrong. Uh, Shigi Sato Itoi. Um, he, he does all sorts of other stuff, and he has um, a blog and a company where he does a lot of writing. And he announced through his company that there is going to be a book released at the end of the year in Japanese of um, the the text and the script uh, throughout all of the Earthbound games, which are called the Mother Games in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's got Mother 1, Mother 2, mm-hmm. and Mother 3, which is uh, has infamously never been released here in America. Um, and, and they're just, yeah, yet. I mean, they yes. said other news was coming, so there's the <laughs> chance that maybe Mother 3 is going to be announced um, for a re-release on the Switch, which would be huge. Um, especially if it was announced as a re-release, mm-hmm. you know, in English. Um, they're apparently that same company earlier in the year was looking for manga artists. Um, so Ooh. people are speculating that perhaps the book will okay. have uh, new art and drawings in it from, you know, these more recent manga artists, or maybe they're making an entire manga series that's based on Earthbound. So, yeah, I just kind of a big deal just because there's never any earthbound news in fact the last big news we had on earthbound was in 2015 when they announced that the very first 
uh, game in the series, which is just called Mother, was coming to the Wii U virtual console Ooh. as Earthbound <laughs> Beginnings. So, Have the, so they haven't remastered any of the Earthbound games or anything like that yet. They remastered a million no. Zelda games, but they're like, nah, yeah, because it's kind of like a weird cult following. I mean, it's it seems really big, but I feel like in reality, uh, I mean, it would do okay when they re-released um, Earthbound for the Wii U. I feel like it did really well. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well Beginning sold yeah. because that game is supposed to be like substantially not as good as earthbound but gotcha yeah i bought it i got it after that and it's fun i enjoyed it i got really far into it farther than i usually do with earthbound i love earthbound earthbound's fan base is similar to undertales i feel like i feel like undertale's kind of based on earthbound like Uh yes right that's exactly right the you toby fox definitely pulled some inspiration and then there's all the theories that uh right sans right. is ness <laughs> i have online. not heard those people That's like oh. to make things up well toby fox actually i think oh. for, uh undertale yeah. began as a um kind of like a halloween mod for earthbound oh. so yeah right and now Toby Fox is the man, and right. everybody wants whatever he makes. Uh, his music's mm-hmm. great, though. That's my favorite thing that Toby Fox does. He did a song for the new Pokemon right. Sword and Shield game. He did all the music really for great. that new uh, Game Freak fire. game, the one the Village or whatever. The, yeah, that's a game that I want to kind of try. Yeah, I didn't not hear great heard things when it first came out. So um, yeah, I think this is great. I would love for them to make Mother Three. I have Mother Three translated on a ROM. That's illegal. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, I don't want, no, uh, i'm a copy that i bought at a reputable store no i i know that people can play uh, the, the fan base patched it themselves like the earthbound community got a hold of the rom and then they worked as a team and they put a translator so if people want to if they want to get the rom by legal means they can get a translator patch for it and play in English, but I know it's a well-beloved game. I really do hope it would be Mother 3. And maybe I would like, since Capcom and Square are remaking everything, I would love for them to remake it. That'd be with, cool. Like, kind of like in the classics. same vein of uh, Link's yeah. Awakening and that cute kind of toy mm-hmm. look. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah, I would like that. That I mm-hmm. think that'd be perfect. That like yeah. claymation look, or even go claymation. Like in the remember in the original Nintendo right. Power, when they ever they showed the pictures yeah. in the art, they were claymated art. I would love that. And like you said, the creator is an interesting guy. He's talked about he'll never make a fourth one because his whole thing is bands. If you think of great bands, they always <laughs> suck right, after the third that. album. Yeah, and so he's like, he's like, no, the series is done. But I think he would be down for a remake yeah. or an enhanced. Version. We'll see. He's, so a, I'm hoping he's kind that's of an eccentric cool. guy jack of all trades so for sure another story though that makes me think of with earthbound and it makes me think of smash and i love my smash the smash community is having a hard time because all these tournaments are online and it looks like online tournaments are going to be happening more and more because evo was canceled this year officially the organizers for evolution championship series announced friday the cancellation of their major fighting event this year evo 2020 will move online this summer and nintendo's online um <laughs> if to describe it it'd be like nintendo just they're, figured out their networking the has was. never been that good like all the way back to the original wii and stuff no. just remember how i and from what i hear oh. it's still not that good <laughs> no a lot of people won't play because now so it's funny to watch smash professional smash players talk trash to each other right now because the europe scene has always felt they were under uh treated poorly mm-hmm. that they were better than they were and so now a lot of european players are winning and i kind of find it humorous though because they're winning because uh, of lag on the internet a lot of the times 
And they're not even bringing that up like, oh, yeah, I won. I'm I'm great. Well, yeah, you're good. But there was circumstances where the other person lost too. And it's created a whole issue. I'm, I'm, I think Street Fighter's online is really good. And Street Fighter is the staple of Evo. That that is what made evo mm-hmm. there would be no evo without street fighter so we'll still see that but there's some newcomers this year like uh grand blue oh, right. fantasy which is a big gotcha game that they made a fighting game of that i really wanted to see the scene for that uh it, this is sad this is something this is a uh, esport event that i look forward to every year it's something it that i want to go to someday i've never been to vegas and that's the one thing i want to go to vegas for that in a ufc fight i, I was kind of surprised when i saw the headline thinking about um, cause I know a lot of people were like, oh, well, East, you know, most sports have all been canceled, but esports are still ongoing. I thought maybe they would be able to, they would pull off an Evo without crowds or without, you know, some sort of thing, but the, the online event, you know, will hopefully be cool. Just like you said, the leg might <laughs> really mess with people. Yeah. Well, the event was at Mandalay mm-hmm. Bay. That's where it was going to be this year. And I don't think people realize, I know people are struggling, you know, like I'm hearing more and more from my side, like my students, their parents are starting to lose jobs now and the economy is getting affected, but Vegas has been hit incredibly hard because it's a tourism based economy and there's tons of people out of work there. It's, it's sad. It's sad for many reasons. We'll still get video games and there's still going to be that, but that was like an event that was on ESPN put on Evo every year. Like you could watch it on ESPN and I just like the hype. We're not going to get it this year. Not in, not, not in its normal form, at least. Right, right. And it, it's going to probably, I, there's going to be tons of controversy oh, yeah. because of the internet issues. And maybe it'll get into another <laughs> fix. <here. laughs> I'm sure that'll be the straw that dream. broke the camel's back right there, right? Nintendo will never bow to the will yes, of the people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nintendo is definitely not doing that because they're also, in news, not doing. Uh, direct this june yeah, for what right. would have been e3 yeah, heard that too. and they're not a part of the new summer series that uh jeff knightley yeah. <laughs> speaking of that shelby do you uh, want to take us yeah, on that i know i know sean <laughs> popped this up sean do you want to take jeff keely <laughs> yeah so jeff jeff keely the oh. as better known as the creator of the game awards um has announced that they're doing a big summer game fest it's called which is going to run for four months apparently it's going from may to august and it's designed to kind of replace e3 since e3 is not happening due to the coronavirus um they're calling it a blend of breaking news in-game events and free playable content which is the the interesting thing is like like Ben kind of pointed out, Nintendo is pretty much the only major developer that doesn't seem to be a part of it. It's like 2K, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard, um, EA, Microsoft, all Sony, Riot, so many, everyone except for Nintendo seems to be a part of this big thing. And basically from what it's going to be, from what it sounds sounds like, is like each developer kind of gets a designated week where they kind of announce new games and show off gameplay. So things like the upcoming, which we'll talk about in like a few minutes, but the new Xbox X game release event thing that's coming up, but that's part of this. And um, yeah, it's just a big overall, excuse me. It's just a big overall, like, I guess, online event. So it's just branded. I don't know if it'll really make that big of a difference of what developers were going to show off, but it's more of a structured 
thing. So they're all going to be like cross promoting and, you know, they hand it off baton style from week to week to the next developer, which is cool. It's nice because, you know, we're not getting E3. So there's not going to be one big weekend or week of news for new games, but we're getting the whole four months of summer instead. So that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, this like if there was a question of E3 going away next year before this feels like it could be the nail in the coffin for E3 for moving sure. forward. It really does. And to have Jeff yeah. Keeley step down from the board at E3 and then be the figurehead of this summer game fest. Yeah. I think it's a huge blow to E3 and that fan base, which is too bad because I think as a gamer, everyone has looked forward to E3 for years and years. He's playing chess. They're all playing checkers. He was pre <laughs> yeah. this is all premeditated. And then if Nintendo's not doing their direct, I wonder if they're what they're if they're going to do anything at all during that time because they you know since they're not a part of it, they can just throw out something whenever they want. That, yeah, that's a Nintendo esque move. Mm -hmm. That's usually what they would do. Um, but what do you think? Do you think Ben they're going to wait till the end of the summer, or they're just going to mm, not tell anybody? Anything I think and just Nintendo like, will probably pop up with some kind of news mm. here and there. A lot of people are saying that just because they're not going to have a big direct doesn't mean they're not going to like slowly just you know start like leaking things themselves not necessarily leaking mm -hmm. but you know just like on twitter they'll just pop up and be like hey guess what like there's you know super mario galaxy remakes coming to switch you know that kind of thing so I, I think we're just gonna i think we're right. gonna get like a little trail of um you know information mm -hmm. probably until mid to late july at which point maybe they'll do some kind of a big mm -hmm. presentation or you know even just like a 30 minute video with a bunch of upcoming announcements. Right. Wasn't their last direct kind of a surprise direct anyways? Didn't they? Yeah. Like, they were like, we're not going to do any more. And then like a day yeah. before, they're like, we're doing one tomorrow. No, that's exactly what they did. They did an indie direct and then they did what they called a mini direct. And then the mini direct showed Bravely Second and, or no, Bravely Default 2, Bravely Second is the other game. Bravely Default 2, they showed few other games working that ninjala <laughs> did which it, went online did this it, week though. that only like yeah. 10 people could <laughs> i really I tried did i it? tried for about did 20 it? minutes to get in and i could not so oh so yeah nintendo like we're like hey we're opening open beta right, but it was only open for like an hour and out and maybe yeah. i think four <laughs> people got to play um so it that game has some potential, but they have some other big titles that they're going to launch this summer. So maybe they're waiting for that to make some big announcements. I mean, I don't it's know. amazing how Nintendo's um, marketing system works so well, you know, because we're constantly making fun of them based on how they don't understand the internet, but they control their news cycle so well, unlike any yeah. other gaming company out there. And I think they got such a lift from mm -hmm. uh, Animal Crossing coming out in the time it did that it's amazing the traction that they've gotten on yes. all the different gaming news sites in the last couple months. Animal Crossing has taken my house by storm. My wife and I found out you can sell your animals. There's Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing oh, no. trafficking oh, going on. Great. No, um, to, to clarify, no, these online, aren't your villagers. These are like pet animals, or are your villagers? No, you can sell your the villagers. villagers. The villagers. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Not as nice. much as my wife, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I need to. Yes, same. My wife took over. I need to invite you to my island. So yeah, I found out that people are looking for certain characters on their island, and there's a ranking list of characters, and people are ranking them. I don't know what the cause is for it. I, if I'm guessing, it's guided by the furry <laughs> community, from what I read. Um, but like certain characters, are like S rank, and you can get. Uh, I think it's, they sell you Nook tickets, but it's a couple hundred million. You can get a couple million for certain characters. Like I have the pink octopus Marina and she's one of the top characters wanted. And I was kind of <laughs> like, hmm, maybe we should sell her. I could use these bells, but yeah. 
Animal Nintendo, back to the point, Nintendo does hold their new cycle. I'm curious if we're going to see the PS5. I think we will. I think we like will. Like what it's going to look like. And Yeah, they've been, yeah. they seem to have been yeah. like just kind of waiting for Xbox to make the first move. This whole, the whole con- new console, you know, season, they've just been like, Microsoft puts stuff out and then a week or two later, then PlayStation is like, or Sony's like, yeah, here, here's ours. Yeah. Right. Sony dropped their price point first, though. Didn't oh, they? Yeah. they changed their price. Point? I thought that was oh, speculated. Like I think that was a speculated. Yeah, I, I think they were speculating. Oh, so that's what they're saying now. To 500 last or a couple of weeks ago, I want to say. Yeah, 499. Yeah, but speaking of the Xbox saw, yeah. Series X, Sean, do you want to take the next story? Uh, yeah. I, I know we're I know we're, we're going. We're going new consoles. It seems like the perfect <laughs> yes. time to pop it in. So, okay. I'll, so. The speaking of the Xbox Series X, they have announced that they are having a on May seventh. There will be a big Xbox Series X gameplay debut. So Microsoft, which this is part of, from what I understand, this is part of that Summer Games Fest. Microsoft is having a big official first look at the new games that are going to come out with the Xbox Series X. They're going to, and this is set for eight a.m. Pacific time on the seventh or eleven. AM Eastern time on Thursday the 7th. Um, They've already shown what the console and the controller look like and kind of what their stats and stuff are, but this apparently is going to offer a bunch of deep dives into the tech, some more, as well as their storage expansion cards and all sorts of stuff. I know they're big about the SSDs on there, so games are going to load real quick. But but yeah, so, so they're super pumped. There's not a lot of information. It's basically just saying like, oh, hey, we're going to have this big reveal of all of our games and stuff, which I think people are ready for at this point to know because we want we want to know that the consoles are still coming out. And actually, like Phil Spencer right. just the other day was interviewed and, and asked about, like, do you think that because of the COVID situation and stuff that you're still going to release the Xbox Series X this, this winter? <clears throat> And Phil said, yes, we, there hasn't been a delay at all with the console, but games and game development, which they can't really control, you know, and they, they, um, games delayed or even though they're buying every studio. Yeah, exactly. So they, they might own the studios, but they, you know, they can't like force people to be in the office working, you know, crazy crunch hours when there's a big virus going around. So, so yeah, apparently at least the Xbox will be out this this winter, this fall. So, yeah. Nice. What do you guys think the price point will be? $500. I hope it's not more than $500. I'm, I, I can't <laughs> think of a game that would get me to buy a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X at launch. I just... I, I, I can think of a yeah, game that cool. would. No, <laughs> no, no, I, I would, no. I wouldn't. Yeah. No? I mean... Yeah, that, 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 even that isn't it, worth it for me. Well, well and what thing, does a new banjo even okay. look like right, right now? I mean, we saw ukulele kind of come out and fall flat um, a little bit. The second one was yeah. actually a lot better. You get <laughs> yeah, which was not a 3D ukulele, platformer, yeah. which is okay, but still, yeah. But the thing <laughs> with Xbox for me, especially, is like they have that big cross PC gaming kind of thing that they've been pushing a lot. So as a primarily PC gamer. I'm like, there's almost no reason because even exclusives that were typically exclusive to Xbox in the past that I would maybe go for are all supposed to come out on the PC right. anyway. Well, and Microsoft has stated that they are not going to release any, if many, 
uh, like actually exclusive Xbox One or Xbox Series X games. Like a lot of them are still going to come to the One. A lot of them are going to come to PC. So yeah, I don't know. I I mean that could really come back to bite them, or maybe people will just like the fact that they aren't forced and they'll sell a ton of you know software. So yeah. And I, and I wonder if, and, you know, well, them saying, hey, you can play this anywhere will cut down on the number of sales when they launch, right? Like before it was like, you have yeah. to have this console to play this game and it was Buku. Maybe they're thinking, okay, we're not going to sell as many consoles because we're allowing people to play on all these platforms. Yeah, and I think they're just, they're switching away from the console market and more just towards the service market and owning, you know, the owning the game right. and developing companies and stuff and that's where their money's at more so than, you know, like, like they're, excuse me, like they're putting out ways that you can play. If you want to play on console, you can play that way. If you want to play on your PC or your tablet or something like that, you could play that way. Like they just want the games in people's hands. Cause so they're wanting to own the game side and the service side more than they don't. I don't think they care so much. There's Xboxes in everyone's home, as long as they're playing, you know, games through Microsoft. That, and I think that's that's they, how they're they copy. Well, I mean, it feels like that's what they have to do. Like after they got such a black yeah. eye on the Xbox One, they came out and said, "This console is your media device." And everybody's like, mm-hmm. "Wait, what? We're here to see games." And now they've gone in the other direction. Like, hey, we want to be the game guys. Play it wherever you'd like. We're the cool guys. Buy it once, play it anywhere. And I think that tactic is really going to pay off for them in terms of them going up against Sony. Yeah. I know they copyrighted the term Xbox series as like, to me, I might make some people mad here, but whatever. Uh, People that want to play Xbox games are too scared to play computer games. That's what I kind of think. Like they're, they're going for people that don't want to build a gaming PC or have to take care of a gaming PC. It's more for convenience for those gamers that want the PC games, but they want something a little more accessible. And I want to know where is the Hololens, people? Where am I getting my Hololens? As a teacher, you know, Hololens would be so I, cool. My, I, my best friend works uh, at Microsoft on Hololens, but <laughs> I cannot tell you anything about it that you don't already know because he rarely talks about it. They're just doing a standoff for the money at this point because everyone's going to be so tight on cash around Christmas time that they have to basically make these priced. But, the system prices have to be yeah reasonable. and and like i honestly feel like the game is changing a little bit right because back in the day when the n64 came out you were seeing something that you've never seen before whereas now we're not having those right. leaps in technical advances like we've had in the past so you know everyone's going to tout how many consoles they sold but i question how much that's really going to affect everything because they're all scared of google <laughs> stadia am i right guys yeah. Google Google yeah. Stadia, the Nokia N-Gage of 2020. <laughs> That's a good comparison. <laughs> yes, it is. Anything else, Shelby, that we need to cover today? Um, you know, there's a quick hit here regarding Last of Us Part 2. Sony has identified oh, yeah. um, the cause of the leaks that they underwent in late April. Um, they can say that it is not from the Naughty Dog team, but they have identified the leakers. So I know there's some speculation that it wasn't the Naughty Dog team. It, in fact, was not. And that's all we know. Yeah, because everyone was like, oh, well, it had to be a disgruntled person that's mad that they delayed the game or were pushing it back or and whatever. And everyone was just like all up in arms. And then, and then um, yeah, and then that leak came out where it had all of the the story and everything. And but for it to not be one of the devs, it's like, how did this person get a hold on the, 
you know, the script or whatever, basically. I think we all were hoping it was someone on the inside because that's a cool gossipy story. Um, the drama would be based good. on this news story. You will not be reading the transcripts that your wife has been taking. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben, did you know anything about this too with the story? Like, um, leak what, I mean, in the from, order industry? from what I've heard, basically what happened was there was an early build of the game that that got or an earlier build i should say not the final one that that someone like hacked in and got um and i think it was mainly due to the fact that so many of the developers at naughty dog are working from home you know it's made Uh... it's made it harder for them to keep things under wraps because everyone's taking stuff with them so yeah that's my understanding is that it just wasn't wasn't anybody at, at all involved with naughty dog um but just someone who thought it would be fun to steal it and leak it, which is not cool, man. Right? I wonder if he, so I wonder worse, if he, doesn't it? I wonder if he tried to like blackmail them or something and be like, "Give me a hundred thousand dollars, or else I'll leak it." Yeah, I you don't know. know. Uh, that's highly illegal, but you know, people have done that before for much less. For sure. I respect the hustle, no, uh, but I think I think that would be a fool's errand too. I uh, I don't know. People just like to ruin things for everybody, and I, I'm I really think it was someone that was mad that they said they were postponing it indefinitely, Probably. and this was their temper tantrum way of trying to get them to push it out. Well, it kind of worked because <laughs> you know that works for yeah, it kind of worked, right? I mean, they say, like, "Hey, we got a release date." It works with my kids, right? My kids cry to like get annoyed and I give them whatever they want, so they still it makes sense to me. Um, but yes, so. On that note, I think we're going to move into our emails. We're going to start with Eric and Livermore, our loyal listener. And if you want to email us, you can email us at emails at underpoweredmedia.com, right? Our emails getting pushed out here pretty soon, Shelby. Yeah, (laughs) good. All right, we'll go with it. (laughs) So, hey, guys, I've been playing Breath of the Wild because that has been on my backlog, and you guys have gotten me pushed to go play my old games. And even though the cooking animation annoys me, I have to ask you, what is your favorite meat? What is my favorite meat? Well, Sean, I, I think you should answer well, this Well, I'm vegan, first. so no real meat. So ah. um, I'm trying to think of a good, I don't know. I like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good brand of fake meats. That's really good. Uh, spam? Answer, no. spam. <laughs> yeah, spam, there you go. I've seen new spam commercials on TV lately, and it's like, you don't knock it till you try it, basically, is what it was. It's like, really? Spam's going for it? Good. We're really on hard times. Good. Uh, there's a brand called Gardein that has chicken nuggets and, like, chicken kind of stuff. And their chick- their fake chicken tastes real good, real close to real chicken. So if you're, if you're, if you're curious, try the Gardein one. Possible burgers aren't bad. They are. They're better... They're better than Beyond Beef. Beyond Beef kind of has a weird aftertaste, in my opinion. But, but yeah. Is the person asking about actual real life meats, or are they talking about the favorite dish in Zelda? <laughs> Maybe both. Let's give them both. I think I could give them both. I think that's I, 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 just what's your favorite meat? That could go. My eating at all, but uh, no. In Zelda, I always like the. It just you just load it up on one type of fish and you got the great stamina buffs. So any I just say catch fish and Zelda, but my favorite type of meat, it's hard to go between bacon and prime rib would probably be up there for me. Good call. Prime rib makes me think of Christmas. <laughs> Good call. 
I'm a jerky fiend. Like oh, if I can get jerky in the house, it does not last long. So uh, I got to limit myself on my jerky intake. But uh, turkey jerky, pretty good. Have you ever had cactus jerky? No. I had it when I was last in no. Texas. It was okay. The consistency is a little weird. The flavors were good, but the consistency is weird. Recommend highly okay. It's like they took leaf or like fronds. I don't know what you call them of a cactus. And then they would just dehydrate them and put like pepper and salt and all sorts of other stuff on there. Dan, uh, what's your favorite I'm a meat? big fan of the turkey sandwich. And straight up, you know, cold cuts. Oh, um, but I, I also really mm-hmm. like um, Arby's roast beef sandwiches. <laughs> kind of my like go-to um, like I, I, garbage food, like every now and then. If I'm feel, if yes. I want to treat myself. <laughs> treat yourself. The horsey sauce is king. <laughs> yeah, I'm just there. all about the Arby's totally sauce. Agree. I just want that. I want that classic mm. beefy yes. cheddar, overflowing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and there's three yes. pepper sauce. I want your fake Ooh, meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. You just roll up. But, I'd like your best meat, please. Your best cut. <laughs> yeah. Give me your best cut. You want our gelatin meat? Okay. No, I, I enjoy I used to love Arby's horsey sauce. My mom one time came and I was like eight and we had the packets and I was dipping horsey grapes nice. into horsey sauce. Okay. Do you guys yeah. know she, about so the disgusted. meat mountain from Arby's? No. This is absolutely ridiculous. It's like all the different kinds of meats that they have at Arby's. And I even think there's like some chicken strips on the bun as well. It was like a promotional ad. And then some people started ordering it. And I think you can <laughs> actually order it at all the Arby's. You just have to ask for it. It's like a secret thing. I think so. Wow. Yeah. The meat mountain. I wonder how much it is. Sounds like, like something Ron bucks. Swanson would eat. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It reminds me of one of those burger, the challenge burgers. You right. go to a restaurant, and they have that one challenge burger. If you can eat it all, then it's free. You get a picture like on the wall. Pounds. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Here's this T-shirt to remind you how you wanted to die after eating here. Yeah, you you order the no. meat mountain, and they're just like, "Someone order the meat mountain." Ring <laughs> the bell. <laughs> yeah. I I would do that for like one of those giant steaks. The, I would just fast the day before, maybe get like just everything I could. I could put a seventy-two ounce steak. I could easily do an hour. If I had not eaten, I could put that down. The constipation that would come after it might not be worth it, though. Um, all right. Our next email comes from Mark in Tucson. Hey, guys, really enjoying the podcast. I'd like to know, I had a would you rather for you. Would you rather be incredibly funny but an idiot or a genius with no sense of humor mm. at all? Uh, I can speak to one of those I feel myself. Like... <laughs> I would be incredibly funny but an idiot. Yeah, I think I'd go for that, too. <laughs> oh. Because you'd be happy and you would be like ignorance is bliss, you know, that kind of saying. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, you're not the brightest, but, you know, you're ha- you're happy with you. <laughs> right. It's the Dun- was it the Dunning-Kruger effect or do you guys know what that is? Oh, I sounds familiar. It's basically that like dumb people think they're smart because they're so dumb and smart people <laughs> tend to not think they're very smart because they realize that there's other people who are smarter yes. than them so yes. that's kind of like you're an idiot like you just you'll be loving life reminds me of that simpsons episode where like homer like they find that there's like a crayon uh-huh. that go like is up his nose from when he was a kid when he was a kid he shoved a crayon up his nose and it's been poking his brain and then they realize that and they pull it out and he becomes like super genius but he's like not happy i don't remember the total moral of the story but he ends up putting the crayon he ends up putting the crayon back in. Yeah. <laughs> i i think they're copying their that's their version of flowers for algernon i think that basically I, I feel like the the message was that Lisa was like brave for being smart 
and mm-hmm. being like open about it because it's it's hard to be smart sometimes. Yeah. Yes. So. I I would go with the smart. I think being funny is cool, but it'd be nice to, you know, actually make an impact in society. If you're a genius and you were curing cancer or just and you just had no sense of humor. Well, comedians impact the world. Yes, they make people happy for sure. But they make all the other idiots happy. I'm, I'm curious in this scenario, would it be where I could just say, oh, that's funny? Because there's those people, you know, that never laugh and they just say, oh, that's hilarious. And yes, then you're like, oh, my, I, I'm like, I, I can't, those people I can never read. Like, can you please laugh at me? Let, let me know that I'm, I'm you too. But they're happy, right? Shelby, you? Yeah, I'm I'm funny and dumb here okay. for sure. Like you know, make the world laugh, make the world laugh. You know, all right. You um, it would be cool to cure cancer though. Like your name yeah. gets yeah. put on a star or something when yeah. that happens. I'm pretty sure. If it could be like a like a like a crayon situation where you could take it in or out, <laughs> you're like different modes. I'd go for that. No way. All right. I know what Sean's doing later. Um, Ben, this is the question for you off of our Twitter. Uh, the user asked. What is the worst video game you've ever played? And we can not- oh my gosh, yeah. the worst video game I've ever played. Ooh. That's a mm-hmm. that's hard. Uh, gosh, yeah, you you can say more than one. Give me give me give me your the ones that come to mind. Well, that's the thing. Like I feel like I haven't like gone out of my way to play a lot of like really bad games in the past. Um, here's one that just comes up as like kind of like a running joke between my wife and I, and that's uh, Glover for the Nintendo 64. <laughs> it's like i feel like I there's know. some like weird diehard fans out there but you like play as a glove that's on top of a ball and uh you like roll around and there's all these like really weird like physics-based um like challenges and moves that you have to know how to do and it it's just i can't quite pull it off yeah. it's really really awkward and hard and then smash uh, the yeah, yeah yeah that's kind of like the joke it's just like well what about glover you know <laughs> like, no one cares it's like, glover's like bubsy or whatever that cat that oh, oh terrible yeah. games but uh yeah that's the one that comes to mind is 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 glover and how bad it is shelby what uh, about you gosh uh definitely up there would probably be superman 64 i got that for a birthday gift one year and i thought you know i just powered through it like yeah it was bad (laughs) but someone got it for me i I would play it all the time and then looking back it's like wow that game was horrible (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what about you i'm still trying to think of what my worst it'd probably be like a visual novel kind of game where it's just like click, click, click through. Um, I know I hated my life when I was playing through Dark Souls 1. But it, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a bad game, you know, because uh, I ended up beating it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Would you, would, Casey, what about you? Um, he, I have this game. My dad and I have it. And it's more of a joke. It's a bad game. It's Shaq Fu. <laughs> Shaq Fu. Amazing. Shaq we have the he has the Sega one in his house still like in the case in really good condition, and I love a good beat em up. But that was a it was just bad. Like you and I remember being really excited. I'm like, oh Shaq, he's awesome. And that game like Mario sixty four sucks horribly. That is a really bad bad game. What? Um, <laughs> Wait, Mario sixty four. Huh? Oh, sorry, Super Super Mario 64. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I think people love Mario yeah. 64. You know what? Guess what, guys? I'm Mario 64. No, that's, awesome. that's one of my favorite games ever. Uh, yeah, no, it's so. great. I, I'm I'm more of Mario 64 is awesome, but I think Galaxy surpassed. Mega Man 64 is what you were saying. <laughs> uh Mega Man 64, Mega Man Legends yeah, is great. Okay. If you want to talk about 
it's really good. Mega Man Legends is really fun. If we want to talk about bad Mega Mans, the, my least favorite Mega Man is Mega Man 8. That game drove me nuts. That was the one on PlayStation 1. But the worst game I ever played was... What about Mighty Number no. 9? That's the best <laughs> Mega Man game. <laughs> yes, Mighty Number no. 9 is so great. I don't... He left the company and still produced that yeah. himself, right? Mm-hmm. Mighty Number no. 9? Yeah. That was a hot mess. That had so much potential. I, and then I love that Capcom's like, let's just make a new Mega Man instead. And they made Mega Man 11, which is fantastic. That's <laughs> so you um, really stick it I, I, Yeah. Well, they just were like, oh, we can make a good Mega you Man. See this? This was um, your baby? It's our baby now. <laughs> now. Um, I also played that. I Someone had it. I don't know how I got a hold of it. That Zelda on the computer. Oh, yeah. Game. I have one of those. <laughs> yeah. Gamma. I can't, oh, that's I can't really play it, bad. but I own one of them. I also have Hotel yeah, Mario. Yeah. Hotel Mario? That was yeah. the other one, right? The yeah. Sim-Rom game? Is that like Sim Hotel Mario. or something? And... No, it's like no, worse. It's... it's just like you're like going through a hotel as Mario, like trying to complete <laughs> no. tasks. Yeah, you should look into it. It's oh, it's bad. Look, doing it right now. <laughs> it's got some really weird drawings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one... It's um that's probably one of the worst Mario's Mario's missing not is yeah. not good either. But um I did learn a lot of history from that game as a kid, <laughs> so that's why I won't say it's a horrible game. Uh but yeah, I would say Shaq Fu would be that for me. Um let's go into so instead of worst, hey guys, this is from Jeff in Tacoma. I am running out of things to watch with my kids. I really enjoyed your recommendations for adult list week, but I want to know where are the best kid cartoons that you could recommend that I watch with my kids during this quarantine. Thank oh. you guys. Keep it on. Uh, Gravity Falls, just over and oh, over, right. over and over and over. You like that? Gravity Falls is solid. Um, I like Dipper. Amphibia uh, is also good. Owl House. Uh, those are all Disney ones. Those are all like quality and have a lot of the same people overlapping. Yes. Am- Amphibia is big in my house. My son and I really enjoyed that. We're waiting for the new season. Um, Amphibia is good. Craig of the yeah. Creek's great too for kid cartoons. I'm that that is basically Hey Arnold 2.0, right. and then yeah. they elevated it. Like Hey Arnold, a great one. If you I got to interview kids. their their whole uh, uh, team. Yeah. <gasps> I, oh, I read that right. article. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 That was How great. Was that? That's cool. Um, they they have like that show's gonna be a it's an instant yeah, I feel classic. Like it's really good. Like I feel like a lot of people sleep on it, but it is good. Uh, mm-hmm. Nickelode- or Nickelodeon, psh, Nickelodeon doesn't have anything. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> right? Just yeah, SpongeBob. and SpongeBob That's is it. terrible, and it has been since season three. And I'm not. No, but Cartoon Network has a lot of good ones. I mean, Steven Universe Descended, yeah. and that might be a little heavy for uh, some of younger kids, but We Bear Bears yeah. is really good. Um, Apple and Onion is okay, surprisingly great. It, I thought I was going to hate it, and I really don't like the art style, but Apple and Onion is yeah, amazing. Uh, okay, KO's big. I'm a big mm-hmm. INJ or Ian J fan. He, I used to read his comic uh, right. RPG World that he had a website for, and he's awesome, and he's uh, Rebecca Sugar's yes. partner. So they do great. Anything on Cartoon Network? Shelby, what do you watch with your daughters? Um, mainly Netflix. I, I haven't watched a lot of the Cartoon Network content. Um, My Little Ponies is on Netflix, and uh, oh. I have a couple of girls. So that's so. Who's your favorite? Who's, who's your favorite my favorite? Pony? Oh, definitely Rainbow Dash, man. For sure, <laughs> for sure, Rainbow Dash. I'm an Applejack man. My have you guys watched the? Uh... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, you know there's the whole brony scene, but I gotta say, like, it's a, it's better than it should be. My yeah. Little Ponies is, yeah, it's so way better than it should be. Have you guys watched uh, Glitch Techs at all? Yes, I watched that. And that's a Nickelodeon property. So Nickelodeon Netflix. is 
Well, they partnered up with Netflix. Yeah. You know how like Cartoon Network is partnering up with HBO Max, mm-hmm. I think? To do Adventure Time. And then, yeah, to do yeah. all their digital work. Um, and Nickelodeon's like, all right, we're going to go to Netflix because they put um, the Rock of Modern mm-hmm. Life movie Zim, came Zim right movie. to Netflix. All right. The Zim movie. And then they put the Hey Arnold, where he finds his parent Jungle movie, movie on there. Jungle movie, right? That was everyone waited for years. Um, but Glitch Text is great, and it's great video right. game references, like the Castlevania, ca- the Castlevania level one. My son really <laughs> enjoys. Don't um, let your children watch Castlevania. <laughs> no, not, no, not the Netflix. On a side note, no, I was playing that on the Super Nintendo, and he was like, "This creeps me out." I'm like, "Yeah, you're." He turns five next week. I'm like, this is we're gonna turn this off because we were playing the SNES. I I also believe that earlier this week they announced that the last Airbender is coming to Netflix this month, and I've never watched that, so I'm definitely gonna watch through that with my kids. My dog's name is Zuko. Uh, Nice, nice. That's the Firebender, right? Been banished. Firebender banished from the yes, banished. I almost should make that thing you have to watch, Shelby. I'd be cool with that, too. I'm excited um, to watch it. I like caught a few episodes when it was coming out on Nickelodeon back in the day, and I always enjoyed it, but I'm excited to go through each episode in order. I don't know. I haven't yeah. watched it, but I think the new on Netflix, if you're looking for my Netflix ones, there's that new She-Ra cartoon. That's good. Which I, I've seen which all I that. Hear is pretty good. Yeah. For. It's a good one. Yeah, I've seen that's a good one. Yeah, Netflix has a lot of good. Oh, Thundercats Roar yeah, is also really funny. good on Cartoon Network. A lot of people were angry about that one when it was first announced, but <laughs> but it, it's funny. That's the yeah. thing. They doubled down on like, right. it's humorous, and then they do a lot of like '80s yeah. butt rock. And <laughs> they're like second episode. He's like singing a power ballad. I was like, yes, awesome. Because I had a hot take with my wife after watching Frozen two two for like the twentieth time. <laughs> uh, the best song on there is Kristoff. You mean a cold take power ballad. Dude, no, you're wrong. That is not the best song. <laughs> it is no, easily the no, best song in front That is such a bad oh. song. I see you are not a man of culture, <laughs> sir. <laughs> no, I mean, if you had to choose your favorite song out of Frozen, I mean... Frozen 2, not Frozen no, 1. Frozen two. I understand where you're going. <laughs> you know, I got to say, Into the Unknown is a pretty strong song. Yeah, I think it has good. a good... I think it has a good meaning behind it, too. Uh, so, I'm a fan. Oh. I'll put that debate on our Instagram and we'll see what people say. Sure. Oh, gloves okay. off. Gloves, gloves off. are off. Um, okay. Our final question to wrap it up. Hey, guys. Enjoying the podcast? I had a very interesting thought. This is Jen in Portland. By the way, I should say that first. Jen in Portland writes, hey, guys. I had an interesting thought. What time era in history would you live in? I said this because I noticed the new announcement for Assassin's Creed. Uh, Valhalla, and I figured you guys would have some interesting thoughts on that. Thanks for the podcast. Keep it up. Am I still me? Am I still a, a white I man? So. Know what you <laughs> I, I guess in the scenario that you could get you going back to any period oh, in time. Uh, or could we go mm, to the future? That's how I was, I'll go to the future. That's not history, though. In history. Mm. Yeah, I guess we'll say true. So in the past. I would go to yesterday because we live in the easiest time yeah. in the world, and I like the internet and working toilet. Um, I feel like it'd be, you know, and I, I feel like, like it'd be fun to go to the '90s as an adult. Oh. I was a yes. child during all of the '90s, so the '80s. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm with you on that one too because like I I don't want to die from something as simple as like you know a cut on my leg or the right. you don't want to die in battle for the glory of your king or whatever. 
No, God, no. God, I don't no. know what he's all about. And I think that's kind of my hang up here because I would love to go back to the industrial Re- revolution or something like that and be the pioneer of something. Yeah. At the same time, like you're going to die of gangrene and no one's going to know how to fix it. <laughs> and that's not cool either. Or you're going to die of syphilis because they didn't know. Like that's how Al Capone died. He had syphilis and wouldn't take any uh, penicillin. Oh, right. Robitussin. Oh, wait. <laughs> Robitussin. Right. Just use soap. No. Just use soap. He's like, I won't do it. I won't do it. I mean, if I did want to go back to like a bat, I'd go definitely to like the Edo era of Japan and try to be the oh, Tom Cruise right. in The Last Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how well sure. that would go down, but. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm not great. But like you're not to, Tom Cruise. To... No, I'm actually bigger and stronger than Tom Cruise. I think Tom Cruise is like five foot six, <laughs> yeah. so I'd actually be useful. Um, and I've been training in martial arts my whole life. I definitely would be much better asset than Tom, but I wouldn't be as pretty. I'll give him that. I think I'd want to go to like ancient uh, Greece, like ancient Athens or something like that, where it's like they're all into learning and knowledge and stuff like that. For the orgies, Sean, let's be real. I know why. Yeah, not not so much for the, the orgies, but yeah, just that time of discovery. Yes, the time of discovery. I think it'd also be cool to go to ancient Egypt just to see how Ooh. the pyramids were assembled. Um, because, dang, that is <laughs> so you want to see- like unreal. It's hard to fathom even by today's standards. You want to see aliens is what I'm hearing. I did. <laughs> I fall asleep to ancient aliens and it's not healthy. I <laughs> Every morning you wake up with your hair like that one guy's like that one guy, yeah. There's some books by a gentleman named Graham Hancock and he's got some interesting takes because he's uh, been studying it's I'll tell you about it later. It's I recommend that about the pyramids and them being much older than you say. Yeah. And then I go back and forth where it's like, no, this is definitely aliens. And then it's like, am I just that conspiracy theory that's wearing ten <laughs> I'm like gonna wear a ten foil hat in ten minutes? Well, I you know, I actually but back to Ben's in the nineties, I think that actually is the go because then I'd invest in Google, Microsoft, and Netflix stock as much as I can and just be I I do the back is here's the thing. If I ever went back in time. I would do the back of the two, back to the future two move, and just do all the sports betting, <laughs> and become super rich. Yeah, I would need an almanac for that because I don't recall. I would, I would just be like the Bulls. The yeah. Bulls will win some yes. point. <laughs> Keep betting uh, on the Bulls. I the can, Yankees are good. The Yankees are good. I can go back to a few. See, I know Super Bowl winners really well, so I would bet on them at the beginning of the seasons. That would be my go-to. Like I could go for a couple years back, um, and fights. Fights would be easy because they're like. If you bet on Holly Holm when she fought Ronda Rousey, you would have made a lot of money that day. Um, but, yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. That is the end of our show. Woo! Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being with us today. Uh, ben, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, really appreciate it. Me. I appreciate you. Do you have anything you want to plug or? Um, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Super Bentendo. Um, if you want to follow Memory Card on Twitter as well, it's at Mem Card Show. And then obviously, if you want to find our podcast, it's uh, out there on iTunes and uh, Spotify and, and pretty much everywhere that you can find fine podcasts. So, yeah, I hope you'll give it a listen and, uh, you know, uh, become a longtime listener. We I definitely, definitely will. And, and we'll, we'll keep us in the know when those uh, hot new articles are coming out that you were hyping up earlier. I'm very right. excited to hear about it. And we'll be posting that. 
That's cool. If you want to uh, reach out to us, make sure to send us an email at email at underpoweredmedia.com. Follow us on Twitter at underpoweredpod. Our Instagram is under.powered or check us out at underpoweredmedia.com. Thanks for being with us. We're out. Remember, play your games. Play your game. Woo! Your game.